Uh, okay, so first of all, today's learning uh, should be in addition to all those in Eretz Yisrael that uh, protection and Yeshua's. It's also being dedicated by Elizechen Nishmas, Ramosha ben Achman Alevi, and Mordechai ben Aaron, and Miriam Gittel Das Zev Nachemia Neshama Shemaliyah. So we're up to we're up to the bottom of Sadi Gimel Amid Beis. We're about eight lines from the bottom. Let me just review what the Mishnah has been talking about. The Mishnah said that if a person steals something, we obviously know you have to return the item. But if a person changes the item and makes a, a shinoi, and makes a shinoi, then the halacha is, at least from the Mishnah, then the halacha is that you're kind of the item, and you don't have to return the item itself. You return the value of the item at the time of the theft. We then mentioned that there's two different forms of shinois. There's a shinoi that's an irreversible change. That's a biblical uh, Kenyan, and then there's a reversible change, which is only rabbinic. Fine. We mentioned throughout this daf is that the shita of there's a shita of Rav um, Shimben Yehuda. Rav Shimben Yehuda, quarter of Shimon, is saying that uh, whitening, that that dyeing wool is not a, shi- a shinoi. And the Gemara now is going to understand this. What this means is they hold that shinoi is not kaina. Meaning, we've been going with this whole premise that making a shinoi is kaina. We're not going to see the Artanaim that don't hold that way. So the Gemara says, Amr Abaya. Abaya says, Rav Shem ben Yehuda, Beishamai, Rav Eloza ben Yaakov, Rav Shem ben Elazar, and Rabbi Shmuel, all these five Tanoim, Kulu Svirlu, Shinoi bim Kaimei Oymen. All of them hold that Shinoi is not Kaimei. For different halachas, for different scenarios, for our context, it would be that you return the item that's stolen, but it could have many, many ramifications in different halachas. Now, by the way, Taisus. Okay, so let's start the Gemara. We'll see Taisa for a second. The Gemara says, let's go through each one. Now, Rav Shem ben Yehuda had Amr. Rav Shem ben Yehuda was the one that we just got finished saying. If you remember, the end of yesterday's daf, Rav Shem ben Yehuda said that dying wool does not acquire it when it comes to, does not make a shinoi, kaina, that's when it comes to the five wools that you have to shear five sheep together, and it's mitztarif to be mechaiv and reishas hageis. Rav Shem ben Yehuda held that if you die the first one, if you die the first one, it's not a shinoi, meaning... It's mitzaref with the other one. So you see that a shinoi does not change in halacha. Changing the items does not make a change in halacha. Now, Taisis, by the way, Taisis in the bottom, Esakasha, very short Taisis, Tema, Habitave Vargu Maidu. Rishimin Alazar only said his opinion regarding dying, but regarding spinning wool, he does agree that that's a change. So how could you say that his shita is that changes don't make a significance in halacha? He agrees that changes make a difference. Meaning, he only said his shita regarding dyeing the wool, but when it comes to spinning the wool and processing the wool, he agrees that shinoi is kaina. So how could you put him in the list of tanoim who believe that shinoi does not make a change in halacha, that shinoi is irrelevant? He agrees some shinoim are very relevant. So Taisa says, Yeah, Taisa don't get don't get lost in this. This list are just tanoim that don't believe in changes in halacha. Some of them, in an extreme way, no shinoyim are significant. Roshem ben Olaza, Roshem ben Yehuda holds that you need it to be a change in the uh, in the wool itself. Some changes yes, some changes no. So it, it's a list. It's not not everyone on this list is the same. They're all in the list in the same way that they all believe. Sometimes changes don't matter, but don't you know? Don't don't get lost in it. So the Gemara says, let's keep going. So Rishon Yehuda, we already mentioned. Let's go to Beishamai. We had this Beishamai, uh, so we had it thirty days ago. 
So the Shammai said as follows, this is regarding the halacha of, we know there's a concept called Esnan Zaina, which is that if you give a sheep to a woman as a payment for a prostitution, you're not allowed to bring it as a carbon. So now we're going to talk, it's a machlekes, let's say you give a woman kernels of wheat as payment, and then she grinds it into flour and bakes it into bread. Could she bring that to the Beis HaMikdash as, a, as part of, let's say, Lach Meitoida? Correct. So Beishamai is going to say that you're not allowed to, even though it was ground up, because he does not believe that Shinoi is significant in halachas. The Gemara says, Detanya, Nasan Lachitin Be'esnana, you give her wheat as payments for this Nus, Vasan Silas, and then she ch- changes it to flour. Or Zaysim, you give her olives, Vasan Shemen, and she turns into olive oil. Or Anovim grapes, Vasan Yayin, and she turns into wine. So Tani Chada Aser, Vitani Dech Mutter. One Braiser says that it's Aser, one Braiser says that it's Mutter. So how do you reconcile these two? That's the place. He explained, Rav Gurian of Aspurik explained, it's a machlekes b'sham b'shil. B'sham a'yisrin, b'shil matirin. It's a machlekes b'sham b'shil. B'sham holds that it's aser, meaning, although you change the item from kernels to flour, it's still aser, because he does not look at shinoi as significance in halacha. B'shil disagrees. True. So the Gemara eventually is going to point out that you could argue that Beishamai generally does believe that Shinoi is significant, but maybe over here when you're dealing with the payment of a prostitute, it's so disgusting to Hashem that this Shinoi doesn't matter. It's a very easy rejection, and the Gemara will. So the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, my time the Beishamai, we had this before, what's the source of Beishamai that even if you grind the flour, the kernels into flour, it's still Aser? The Omar Krah, Gam. The Pasuk says Gam, Gam is inclusive. So it's to include, even if you made a change, it's still Aser. That's to include any changes. Beis Hillel, who believe that changes are significant and it's not also when you make a change, what do they do? What's their source? The Pasuk says they. So Gam is inclusive, Haim, they, is exclusive. So Beis Hillel focuses on the word Haim, which is they, meaning they have to be as they are if they change their motor. Beishamai focuses on Gam, that even if they change, it's Aser. What does Beishamai do with Haim, which is exclusive? Beishamai says, you know what Haim is? Not to say that if you change the item that it's Mutter, because it's still Aser. But let's say you give a woman a pregnant cow as payment, and then the cow gives birth. You could use the child as a carbon. Haim is to, is to exclude that. So it's not to exclude all Shinoim. All Shinoim is still Aser. But this one, it's mamish, not the same item that was given as payment. You gave a cow, and this is a calf. It's, it's a completely different item. Even though it was in the womb, that's not, that's not uh, considered payment. Beis Hillel, Nami, Haksiv, I'm sorry, Ubeis Hillel, how does Beis Hillel know that it's mutter for the calf? He learns that all both are the same. The point is, anything that's not exactly the original payment is going to be mutter. Beis Hillel, Nami, Haksiv, Gam, what does Beis Hillel do with Gam? That again, Gam was Beis Shammai's source, that even if you make a change, it's Aser. What does Beis Hillel do with the word Gam? So the Gemara says, Gam le Beis Hillel Kasha. That's Taka Kasha. Beis Hillel cannot explain the word Gam. Fine. So this is the second Tana of our list of five that holds that Shinuyim are not significant, and that's Beis Let's keep going. Rav Ben Yaakov Oimeh, Rav Ben Yaakov Maihi, what's Rav Ben Yaakov Shita? The Tanya. Rav Ben Yaakov Oimeh, Haresha Gozel Saw Shalchitin, you steal now we paskin that if you steal an item you're not allowed to make a bracha on said item so you steal a and you turn it into bread 
Vehivish menu chala, and he separate chala, ketzad mevarech. What's the bracha? So it says of Ozmin Yaakov, ain't the mevarech lemenayitz. That's not a blessing, that's a, that's a, that's a, dis, that's disgrace. Meaning, you stole kernels of wheat. You turned it into flour, turned it into bread. I would say that's a shinoi. It's not the same item. I would say you can make a bracha. But says of Ozmin Yaakov, no, ain't the mevarech lemenayitz. That's, that's not a blessing, that's a disgrace. So you see that Ozmin Yaakov holds it, even though you made a change, we look at it as if it's the original item. And this is what it says in Tehillim, that such a blessing is, a, again, like a disgusting Tashem. So you see, Rav Ozmin Yaakov holds that even though there's a change, it's taka still aser. Keep going. Rav Shemar Lazar is the fourth. Mayhi, the Tanya, Klauza of Rav Lazar. Rav says like this, Kol Shevach Sheshbiach Gazlin, Look at these words. It's very, very hard to understand why this would be. You steal a you steal a cow and it goes up in value. So you stole it at 500, now it's worth a thousand. You made some money. Meaning, you just pay back the original. You don't return the cow, you keep it. Okay, let's keep going. But I'm sorry. You can keep the, you could return the cow, or you could actually keep the proceeds and give the value of the original cow. But then, yeah, I'm sorry. Now these next lines don't make sense. I told you you stole a cow and it went up in value. You made the money, so that means you keep it. But then it says if you want to return the cow, you can. Okay, but you just why well, you just told me I made the money? Well, of course, of course, you could always you could always be stupid. I was like, you said you told me I, you told me yadel yaina. So what, what's going on here? So the answer is there are words missing in this in this statement. My kamar, what did he mean? This is what he meant to say. Hishbicha, if you stole a cow and it went up in value, you don't return the cow, you keep it, and you return the value of the original item. But kichesh, if it went down in value, meaning it got weaker. You could just return it as is. I, it's a different cow. Let's say a change happened that made it made it go down in value. Sometimes you see with a cow it goes down in value based on losing weight. But let's say something happened to it that caused it to go down in value. You say Just return as is. Why? Because although there was a change, we do not care. So if you steal an item and then a change happens and it goes down in value. You could just return the item as is and say, okay, it's less valuable. Sorry. I it changed. I don't I don't recognize changes in halacha. But here's fine. So that's a good source that Hashem Lazar holds. He does not recognize changes in halacha. And therefore, even if the item was changed for the worse, you could just return as is. So if you have a, a tissue box that's worth a dollar and then it gets all ripped up and it gets all beaten up and now it's worth 25 cents, Hashem Lazar would just say, return the tissue box. I, there was a shinoi. I don't look at shinoi. Here's the problem. Shimon said, though, that if the item went up in value, you keep it and you just give the cash. Wait a minute. you got to be consistent. Two-way street. You're telling me if you don't recognize changes and you just return the item when it went down in value, you should return the item when it went up in value too. Like I, You, you want to be consistent and say that you don't recognize changes, just return the item as is. So how come when it goes up in value, you get to keep it? That <laughs> doesn't make any sense. right? The tissue box... It got beaten up, whatever, and it was a change, and now it was a, worth a dollar, now it's 25 cents. Shimon says, just return it. Either it's a change, I don't look at changes. But if a change happened for the better, all of a sudden it got covered in gold, whatever, now it's worth $5. Shimon says, keep it and give a dollar. Give a give. Wait, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, 
The answer is, that's in order to incentivize tshuva. Meaning, you're right, on a technical level, even if it went up in value, you should return the item as is. But it's going to be very hard for people to do tshuva if they have to return the item. This is a guy who is a thief. So therefore, in order to incentivize tshuva, we will allow him to return the value. So on a technical basis, it should be that you return the item regardless. But in order to incentivize tshuva, we're going to let you keep the item if it goes up in value. Okay, that's the fourth and now let's go with the fifth and Rav Yishmol, Mayhi, Detanya, Mitzvah's Peya, Lahafresh Min Hakama. Right? Peya means that you're supposed to leave a corner of the field for poor people. Now, Loi Hifresh Min Hakama, let's say instead of, um, instead of the corner of the field, let's say you cut it down. Oops, you cut down the whole thing. So, Mahafresh Min Haimrim. So, still give it to the poor people, whatever. I mean, let's say it was. Let's say you're supposed to set aside 100 kernels in the corner of your field. They're supposed to be standing. You cut them down. So give it to them cut. Okay, let's keep going. Let's say it wasn't just cut. You processed it. So give it processed. Now, once the only difference is, once it's processed, you have to separate maizer, then give. Because the halacha is that once it's processed, it's chayven maizer. So now if you process it, you got to separate maizer, then, then give the pay. But then here's the Chiddush, Rishmal Oimer, Af Maf, Rishmana Isa, Venais and Loi. Rabbi Shmal says, let's say you went so far that you actually turned it into bread, you separate a slice of the bread and give it as paya. Now, that's a big change. From standing grain to a loaf of bread, that's a huge change. And yet, Rabbi Shmal does not recognize the change. He believes that you still give paya even though it's a loaf of bread. So you see, Rabbi Shmal does not recognize changes. So now we've had, we've listed five Tanoim who do not recognize changes in halacha, and we're assuming this is something that could be applied to kol haterakul. Says the Gemara. Now, he, he, let me ask you a question. One question before we go back to Who's the first of the list? I mean, the second of the list. Beishamai. So you're telling me these five Tanoim are going with Beishamai? Right, Beishilo holds, we said before that Beishilo holds that if you make if you make a, a znus, if you if you give her kernels and then you grind it up, it's mutter because the change is significant in halacha. The only one who disagrees says I don't recognize change is bishamai. And then we listed five other tanaim. So these five tanaim are now they're following bishamai. That's uh, we don't generally do that. We don't like for tanoim to follow bishamai over bishil. So the gemara says. So the gemara says. Uh, so the gemara says ichbol tanoi. All these tanoim were like matriach themselves. Meaning they all got together to, to say that we pass like Bishamai. That's a strange thing. So The answer is these Tanoim believe that Bishamai and Hisil don't argue. Meaning that assumption that you have that they argue, they disagree. They feel that Basil agrees that even though there's a Shina, it's a problem. They have a different Messiah and Bishamai. They believe that in that area Bisham and Basil both agree. Okay, fine. Now you have over here like this. You have five Tanoim that said their opinions all regarding their own halachas, and we're assuming that this is something that could be applied to Kol Terakula. And Kol Terakula, these five Tanayim do not recognize changes. The Gemara is going to easily point out, which is, Adam sort of mentioned it before, and I mentioned it just now, uh, that it's very easy to pl- poke a hole and say each Tana is not something that could be applied to Kol Terakula. Each one was just addressing their specific scenario. That in general, Shinoi is significant. Like he said, regarding Brachis, and uh, there are many areas of halacha where Shinoiim are significant. 
I they said they said their specific case. Let's, let's see it inside. Amarava, Mimai Rava says, how do you assume that all these Tanayim agree that Kol Tarakula changes are not significant? I can go through each one and show each one is the exception. Let's go through each one. Okay, let's go to the first one. Rashim Allah said that if you have five sheep that you're shearing, you have to put it all together, they have to be mitzdarif. And then you separate Rashi Sakes. He said, though, that if the first one, if you dyed each one a different color, they still combine. So, oh, it's a change? Change is not significant. If you remember the end of yesterday's daf, it's possible he does not believe changes is not significant. Maybe change is significant in Allah. But maybe he believes that dyeing colors, you could undo it by washing it with uh, soap. So because if you wash it in the dishwasher, the, the dye goes away, maybe, maybe he holds a change is significant, but it has to be a permanent change. That's an, a non-permanent change. Let's keep going. Let's go Beishamai, right? What did Beishamai say? Beishamai said that if you give a woman a zaina kernels of wheat, and that she turns into flour, you can't bring it as a carbon. Oh, it's changed. The answer is, I can look at Beishamai also. Maybe Beishamai generally believes that changes is significant. So how come it's still also? Because Hashem does not want even flour that was given as a prostitute for znus. It's, 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 not, it's not respectful. Let's keep going. The next one. Rav Ozben Yaakov. What did Rav Ozben Yaakov say? That if you steal flour and turn it into bread, you can't make a bracha. Oh, and challah. Oh, what do you mean? It's a change. Maybe Ad can look at Rav Ozben Yaakov. Hashem leaning bracha. We shouldn't have a mitzvah b'avera. I mean, again, maybe Rav Ozben Yaakov in general believes that change is significant. I over there. Why can you not make a bracha? Because Hashem does not want a bracha in such a situation. Hashem doesn't want challah that you make a bracha. It's a mitzvah b'avera. Now, by the way, just agav. It's not for now, but the Rishonim point out most Rishonim believe that mitzvah b'avera only applies, as they say, be'idna, which is that the avera and the mitzvah are happening at the exact same time, right? Like lulav. That you're making the lulav by picking it up, you're stealing it. Over here, you stole it yesterday, ground it up, turned it into flour, separate chala. He calls it mitzvah b'aver. The Rishonim discuss of whether is this is this indicative of in general mitzvah b'aver or is this the Gemara's just way of saying it's a gross bracha. It's not nice. Yeah, it's not nice. So yeah, you have to know. Let's keep going though. Um, now, Rishim Berlazer, what does Rishim Berlazer say? If I steal a tissue box, yeah, and I said the tissue box, whatever, and a change happens to the item that lessens the value, you could just return the item as is. We've mentioned this many times. There's two different types of changes. There's reversible changes and irreversible changes. How do you know what Rishim Berlazer was talking about? He just said that if a change happens, you could return the item as is. I don't, I don't recognize the change. Maybe he was only referring to reversible changes. But if it was an irreversible change, he would recognize it. I don't know. The says, Maybe he was only referring to a reversible change. But if it was an irreversible change, he would, be, he would agree with it. So I, 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 I'm not confident. And the last one is Rabbi Shmuel. What did Rabbi Shmuel say? Rabbi Shmuel said that even if you turn, if you forgot to separate peya and then you turned it into bread, you could separate peya then. The Pasuk says regarding peya azav tazav. The extra tazav, meaning, generally Rabbi Shmuel recognizes changes. I say, how come over there you still separate peya? A change happened? The answer is, it's exeris The Pasuk says tazav. Tazav means always give it, like always give peya. So in general, he recognizes changes. I, if he recognizes the change, then why are you giving peya when it's bread? A change happened. The answer is tazay. That the pasuk is saying, uh, that he, 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 he always give peya, even if a shinoi happens. In general, he recognizes shinoyim, but over there it's exeris Okay. 
The Gemara says, I, okay, so you're telling me Peya is not the, ex- not the rule, it's the exception. Generally, Shinoi is, a, is significant, but over there it's the exception because it's Tazah. So learn from it. It's just Matnasaniyim, Shani. You, you, can't, uh, you can't learn out from Matnasaniyim. Maybe generally Hashem does not recognize, Hashem recognizes changes, uh, but over there he wants the Aniyim to get Peya. So Hashem says, even though there's a change, still give it to Aniyim. Okay. Deboi. As Rav Yonason said, my time is Rav Yishmol. What is Rav Yishmol? Shita base, right? We're going back and forth. Rav Yishmol again holds that if you forgot to separate peya and you eventually turned it into flour and bread, you could still separate peya from the loaf. Does he hold that in general he doesn't recognize Shinuyim? Or he recognizes changes in halacha generally, but that's Xeris HaKasif. That's the question that Deboi... Uh, what's Rav Yishmael's shita about? Is it because he holds in general that changes are not significant? Or perhaps no. In general, Rav Yishmael holds that Shinoi is significant. So how come I'm separating Peya? Okay, so the Rav Yishmael was even bothered by this. Now I said, Kasha, um, the Rabbanan who don't agree with him, what do they do with Tazoyf? Again, he's using Tazoyf to tell you at least according to this possibility, that in general, Shinoi is significant. But over here, Tazayv says that even though you made a Shinoi, you should still give pay. What do the Rabbanon do with that? The Gemara says, What do you do with Tazayv? If you believe, if you either believe that Rishmol holds in general, a Shinoi is not Koina, so you don't need the word Tazayv. Or, according to the Rabbanon, what do you do with Tazayv? The answer is, I'll say outside, we'll see it inside. Tazayv, according to the Rabbanon, is not coming to say that if you made a loaf of bread, you still give peya, because they don't believe that. Tazayv, always, tazayv means always give peya. So Rabbi Shmuel is saying, even if a shina happened, give peya. The Rabbanon don't believe that. So what do they do with Tazayv? They hold like this. What if you're mafker your whole field, and then you acquire it back? You still give peya. Ah, you were mafker it? L'chora, you could argue that it's not my field anymore. I acquired it like a new field. The answer is Tazayv says, always give peya. The only thing Hefker will do is it'll absolve you from the requirement of Meiser. You do not have to separate Meiser from something that you acquired through Hefker. But if you acquired the field through Hefker, you still have to give Peya. Why? Tazayv. Tazayv means always give Peya. So the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says, Mishumde, uh, pa, 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 pa. They use the word Tazar for the following. If you mafker your vineyard, and then all of a sudden you acquire it back. You still chayev in peyu, you just don't give maise. Okay. Now, we said before that Rishim Lazar holds that if I steal an item and then a shinoi happens and it goes down in value, I can just return the item as is. We had a machloikas. Why does he hold that way? Abaya said, you see, he holds that Shinoi is not significant. Rava says, maybe he only holds Shinoi is not significant by a reversible change. By an irreversible change, Shinoi is significant. Those are the two ways to understand Rishim ben Elazar. So it says the Gemara, Amr Shmuel halachak Rishim ben Elazar. Shmuel says that we pass him like Rishim ben Elazar. Now here's the question. Did he actually say that? Umi Amr Shmuel hachi, Vomer Shmuel ain't shamed legan, legazlan is akin. Wait a minute. Shmuel is saying that we pass like Rishim ben Elazar. Now, according to Abaya, Rishim ben Elazar holds, Shinoi is not Kaina, in all scenarios. So when Shmuel says the halacha follows Rishim ben Elazar, that is his way of saying, Shinoi is not Kaina. That's, that's his way of saying that. Here's the problem. Shmuel also said, Ein shaman, loy of loy You know what Ein shaman means? Ein shaman means like this. Let's say I steal a cow. It's worth $500. 
and then it dies. What do I do? Do I return the carcass to you and just say, take it? Or, and even if, even if I have to, and we just maybe figure out the value, says, no, 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 in shaman, meaning when it dies, you keep it, pay him. So how could both things, how could both things be true? How could you pass on like Rav Shimon Lazar that a Shinoi is insignificant, then if the animal dies, I should just return the carcass. Shino is insignificant. I, you're like, I, it's not the same cow. This cow's dead. Shino is not significant. So how do you reconcile those two things? Now, by the way, if you hold like Rava, it could work. Why? Because Rava argued that Shimon Alazar generally believes changes is significant. He only said his opinion by a reversible change. But in irreversible change, he acknowledges Shino is kind of. The death of an animal is an irreversible change. So it makes sense. But according to Abaya, the Rosh Hashem holds across the board, Shinoi is nothing. Don't care. Just return the item as is. So then how come Abaya also said, that, and that's what Shmuel said, then how could Shmuel also say that if, if you steal an item and then it dies, you, pay for, you, you replace the original item, you should just give the carcass back. So the Gemara says, Now Bishlam uh, as I said, according to Rava, the Rosh Hashem does believe changes are 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 significant only when uh, when, when it's irreversible. So kikamer shem lozer hasam achasha dehada like kasha kikamer alach shem lozer deshina bekaim oim achasha dehada kikamer shem shmuel hasam ein shavu legam legazlin nezakim bechasha deloyhada. You can make it work. Shmuel is not contradicting. He said that we pass on shem lozer, and he also said that when the animal dies, you have to replace the original animal. Why? Because it depends. If it's a reversible change, insignificant. Irreversible, significant. But according to Abayah, it's a little schwer. How could he, how could Shmuel Paskin go Shmuel ben Elazar and Paskin that when the animal dies, you have to replace the original animal? Just give the carcass back. So the Gemara says, Abayah Masni Hachi. Amrav Yudam Shmuel go to the next page. Amru Halachik Rishim ben Elazar v'lei loisvirle. According to this version, what you have to say is that Shmuel never said Halachik Rishim ben Elazar. Shmuel said. They say the halacha follows Rishim Elazar, but I don't agree that way. That's what you'd have to say, because it, it, it wouldn't work. Okay. Amar of Chia bar Abaya bar Abba Amar of Yechonon. The rest of the daf is very, very, uh, very easy, very pleasant. Amar of Chia bar Abba Amar of Yechonon. Devar Torah on a biblical level. Gezela hanishtonis chayzeres be'inah. Okay, we've had till now this whole approach, the whole Mishnah yesterday is that if a shinoi happens, you're kaina it doiraisa. And you only replace it with finance. You pay the value that it was. Says Rabbi Yechanan, Devar Torah on a biblical level, Gezerah Nishtanis Chayzeres now. I disagree. I think on a biblical level, you have to return the item, even if a change happens. Shenemar, the Heishev is Agzeilam Asher Gazal, Mikol Mokam. So Rabbi Yechanan says, even if a change happens, so I'll tell you what, you stole wood and you turned it into a, a, book, a bookshelf, you'd have to t- take it apart and return it. A change happened. Yechon says, I don't, I don't look at changes biblically. So why don't we practically make you return it? Vim taimer Mishnah seinu. I, the Mishnah says that you can just replace it. That's Mishum takonas hashavim. That's, that's in order to incentivize tshuva. Meaning, our Mishnah said that if you steal an item and then a change happens, you don't replace the, you don't return the original item, you just replace it financially. We said because Shina is kainah. So biblically, I don't have to. Says of Yechon, no, no, no. Biblically, you have to. Why don't you actually replace it? Because it's to incentivize tshuva. If I steal wood and turn it into a bookshelf, and then I know that I have to do tshuva, I have to return the bookshelf, I'm not going to do it. So therefore the Chazal said, you know, don't return the bookshelf, just give the money. 
Okay. So Rabbi Yechanan is saying is that there's no such thing as Shina Kaina by a Ganav. No such thing. Here's the problem. Did Rav Yechan actually say this? That change is completely insignificant. Wait a minute. Rav Yechan passes like a Stam Mishnah. And one of the Stam Mishnahs we had yesterday is We said yesterday that if, let's say, a person takes Reishis Hagez, so he takes the first shearings of the, of the sheep that he's supposed to give to a Kayan, and he decides, I'm stealing it from the Kayan, and he dyes it purple, you know what the Mishnah says? You don't have to give it. Because you were kainet with Shinoi. So how could Rav Yechanan say there's no such thing as Shinoi Kaina when there clearly is? So you know what the answer is? The Gemara says, I heard the explanation. You know what the answer is? It depends what type of change. If you steal something and make a change that's irreversible, that is deraisa yours. You do not have to return it. You just give money. When did Rav Yechonon say that it's deraisa? You have to return it by a reversible change. So the answer is it just depends. If you made an irreversible change, that's deraisa yours. Now you don't have to return the item. You just give cash. When did Rav Yechonon say that you have to return the item biblically, but the rabbis allowed you to give cash to incentivize tshuva? That's talking about a reversible change. So both a reversible and an irreversible change. You're just going to give cash. The difference is, by an irreversible change, it's deraisa, you don't, you don't have to return the item. By a reversible change, it's a chazal stakana because they wanted to incentivize tshuva. Okay. Now, I'll tell you this next Gemara, I'm learning in the morning with uh, Mr. Hach, and we're learning, um, we're learning uh, Shulchan Aruch, Mogen Avram, since the beginning of Arachim. And we're in the middle of Yerdea Rivis. And this next line, we I completely did not understand. <laughs> I read it very wrong. Someone who's a thief and someone who, who, who gives money on interest, which is also a form of theft, and they want to return what they stole. We don't accept it. So I read this as like, we don't accept it because like they're so evil. <laughs> so I was like, what? And he says, the and if you accept money from them, the Chazal are not happy with you. Meaning, we are not happy with such a thing. Okay, so this is a very strange thing. So why is this? So what this means is like this. People, that's, people that make their money on ribbis, we don't want them to have to return the money. Because if they do, they'll, they'll have no money left. If you make your entire, if you make your entire um, income on ribbis, and when we tell you, uh, hey, you should return it, because it's the rice, you have to return it. It's, it's, it, it. First of all, no one's going to do it. It's not, like, it's not like they stole a cell phone, give back the cell phone. This is a guy who's, been, who's have, he's had a, 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 a money-lending company for five years without ever doing a heteriska. You want him to give him back the money? He'd have to give everything he owns. Right. And, 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 and therefore, and it's, it's never going to happen. He won't end up doing tshuva. And therefore, in order to incentivize, we say, don't accept the money from him. Yeah, can I have that article for one second? Just for one second. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's not that he's such a bad guy. It's like Chazal wanted to incentivize. I just want to say, uh, a second. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I, I, it, again, the, the premise is that it's referring to someone who, it's not like a specific item. It's, He's a thief. Like, he's been the thief. He's been the town thief. If you make him return it, he's going to have nothing left as money. Someone who does, someone who has a money lending company, 
what do you call it? Uh, what's the the thing nowadays? The new popular thing that's like a thuggy business. What's it called? Um, um, cash yeah. advance, yeah. right? Some of those cash advance, but without a heterisco. So he does iser cash advance, and then after five years, he goes to a shir, and the rabbi says, and he's like, I want to become religious. Okay, I want to be a better Jew. I have to return everything. So what, I have to sell my hat. Like what, what? 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 So for that, Chazal said, you know what? Hefker bezin hefker. Just as long as he does tshuva, just don't don't take it from him. So the Gemara says. Um, Rabbi Yechonon, how did this evolve? How did this takana evolve? So, Bimei Rebbe Mishnezu. This was evolved in the times of Rabbi. Detanya. That's a funny story. There was a man who wanted to do tshuva. And he was, I guess, a money uh, cash advance guy. And he wanted to do tshuva. Samarli Ishtar, his wife said, Reka, empty one. You want to do tshuva, you won't even own a belt. She's like, you want to do tshuva? There's nothing in this house that's kept that you can keep. So she's like, empty one, what are you going to do, Chuva? You want to be so religious? It's not happening. You'd have to give, what would you keep? This is all ill-gotten gains. So what did he do? So he said, okay, fine, I'm not going to do Chuva. And then he was Mechal Shabbos, and he kept the, the lifestyle because he felt that it's not possible. So at that point, they decided, that if you're a thief, you're and you want to return, and we do not accept it. You're supposed to offer, and we're supposed to say, no, thank you. Now, by the way, from here until the end of the Amid, we're going to have examples where people returned the theft. So how could you say that you're not supposed to accept it? They, they did accept. Okay, so let's go. Meisvei avakasha heniach lemaviem of moyishel para moyishel rivers. Ruven was uh, this money launder, money uh, money chain, whatever. This uh, cash advance guy, and then he dies, leaving a lot of ribbis to his kids. So what's the halacha? Avishen yoydushen ribbis ain chayim lahachzeh. They don't have to return it. Why? This is not because of what we said. This is because the halacha is you do not have to return. If your father stole money and then gave it to you as Yerusha, you are not obligated to return it. He's obligated to return it, not you. What could you deduce from this? Dafka, they don't have to return it because it's Yerusha. But let's say if the father was alive, he would have to return it. Oh, I thought you said that it should say you don't have to return it because of this takana. It doesn't say that. It says you don't have to return it because the halacha is you're not b'chuyiv to return Yerusha, that money is passed down by Yerusha. But if the father was alive, he would have to return it. The Gemara says, That's the implication. So Gemara says, no. The truth is the father also doesn't have to do it. So why do you mention the kids? Meaning, if the father doesn't have to return the cash advance, then why do you mention the kids don't have to return the cash advance? Give me a bigger chiddush. The father doesn't have to. The answer is, Avada the father doesn't have to because of this. Why do you mention the kids? Because of the next halacha. The end of the halacha is... Because the end of the brisa, what does the end of the brisa say? The, the, the end of the brisa is like this. Let's say if the father left money that was stolen, do they have to return it? No, for two reasons. First of all, because this takana that you don't have to return the stolen cash if that's how you made your money. And number two, because you don't have to return your father's stolen money. Forget about the takana. But let's say the father, instead of leaving money, the father left a stolen cow or a stolen item that people knew was stolen. You have to return that. Why? For kivra v'em. I, it's Yerusha, and technically, Yerusha, you don't have to return theft. Forget about money, right? Money was the takana of Rabbi that they won't make you return money that was stolen. But you stole an item, you stole a cell phone. Nobody would say, you have to return the cell phone. You stole a cell phone, you got to return the cell phone. That's not part of the takana. But the halacha is, 
that if a father stole a cell phone and passed it down to the kids in Yerusha, the kids technically on a Bivogel don't have to return it because it's Yerusha. But they have to return it. Why? Because Kivrovim. Because everybody knows that's a stolen cow. And when they walk past, they're constantly going to say, oh, that's the father stole cow, the father was a thief. So in order for Kivrovim, you have to do it. So therefore, the beginning of the Brisa referred, the beginning of the Mishnah referred to money passed out as Yerusha, not to say that they don't have to return it because Yerusha. The father didn't have to return it either. So why did they mention the kids? Because the end of the Mishnah. Because the end of the Mishnah says that if the father stole a specific item that people knew was stolen and was passing Yerusha, they have to return it. Why? Kivrovim. Because everyone, if they don't return it, everyone's just going to talk smack about the father. Now, by the way, before we go weiter, we'll do it in a few minutes. Before we go weiter, the Gemara is a kasha. The kasha is, why is there kivravim? I thought there's no kivravim if the father's a Russia. So the Gemara says, Ikri kan venasi ba'amcha loisa'ar ba'isa amcha. I thought you only have to have kivravim if the father's a good person. This father's a thief. So you saw what are you saying? Stam, just agav. Father still is a cow and then the father dies. It goes to the kids. The kids have to return it because of kivravim. Why kivravim? Father's a Russia. So, yeah. Huh? I mean, there's no kivravim. Oh, so, so it's actually a machlekes rishonim, the Rambam and the Tur, whether there's kivravim when the father's a Russia. The, and Shulchan Aruch and the Rama argue about this. This Gemara um, definitely assumes that if the father's a Russia, there is no kivravim. That's the Gemara's assumption. And it's a shaila on the, on the Tur who says that there is Kivravim, on the Rishayim that say that there is Kivravim on the Rasha, they, they, there's a whole Arichos. The Mish Yosef has Arichos on this, the Radvaz. This Gemara is like a crux of a very, very... Maybe we'll talk about this. Um, it's a very, very big Shailah. The Gemara definitely assumes, like the Rishayim, uh, that side, that if the father's a Rasha, there is no Kivravim, which I believe is the Ramah's opinion. If you hold that like the Shulchan Aruch, that there is Kivarim in a Russia, you have to explain this Gemara differently. So the Gemara says, so what do you have to have Kivarim? The father's a Russia. The answer is, the case is, the father might have done Shuva, meaning, not, not might have, he did Shuva, meaning, the father stole a cow, and then on his deathbed, he did Shuva. So he's not a Russia. So wait a minute, if he did Shuva, why didn't he return the cow? So the Gemara says, He's such a big, uh, such a big tzaddik, he did Shuva, then how come he has a stolen cow in his property? The answer is, The case is he wanted to, but he died before he was able to. He was an old man, and he wanted to return the cow, but and he did Shuva, and before he was able to return it. So he's not a Russia, that, that's the case. So let's just keep going. Tashima, we're mentioning right now, again, that if you're Malva Beribis, or if you steal money, you don't have to return it, because of that takon of Rebbe. Here's the problem. Even though they collected, they have to return it. Now, by the way, the gavu, uh, collecting is not a good term for theft. If someone steals something from your house, he, you, you don't say he collected. He collected. Collection implies something you owe him. It's like, so the Gemara says, Gazlan and my Shagavu Ika, he gazel, gazel, eloi, gazel, eloi, gazel. What do you mean collection? Say it was stolen. Elema, no. Hagazlanim, umayniu, malve beribis. No, what type of thief? Someone who collects interest. So he collected money owed, but he's a thief. You have to return it. Oh, so how could you say there's a takana not to return it? It says machzirin. The Gemara says machzirin ve'imekavlanim. No, no, no. They return it, but you don't take it. Meaning, when it says machzirin, it means they have to knock on the door of the guy they stole and said, here's the money back. And then you have to say, no, thank you. Please keep it. So so when it says machzirin, it doesn't mean they actually return the money. It means they try to return the money and 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 then you have to say, no, thank you. That's the process. So they can't just like 
not try. They have to try. Machzirin doesn't mean they return the money. It means they try and aim a kavlan. And you're supposed to say, no, thank you. So the Gemara says, So why are they knocking on my door? If I tell you, I'm the rabbi, I tell you, hey, you stole something, you got to knock, you got to knock on Adam's door. And then I tell Adam, don't take it. So you ask, why am I knocking the door? Because you got to show that you're interested in doing it. Meaning, you got you to go through the process of truth. The process of truth is remorse. And, and part of remorse is, is telling the guy, I'm sorry, I would return it to you, but the rabbis don't let me. And if you don't, then it's just a game. So the Gemara says, Tashimah, let's keep going. Haroyin v'agaboyin v'hamuchsin. Um, these were people that were th- th- uh, thieves. Haroyin, because uh, they would have animals would graze on other people's property. Gaboyin are people that collect ribbis. Ve'hamuchsin, muchsin are tax collectors. Again, these were all thieves in the times of the Gemara, because the taxes were not, uh, they still be, but the, Gaboyin v'hamuchsin, chuvasan kasha, look at the words. Their tshuva is very difficult. It's very difficult for them to do tshuva. Umachzirin lamakirin, and they only return to people they recognize. Now, I would read this, Bryce says, why is it hard to do tshuva? Because if you have to return the money, it's very hard to track who you stole it from. When someone has a Ponzi scheme, loyal such a thing would ever happen, if someone were to have a Ponzi scheme and they had to return the item, tshuva is very kosha. Because it's very hard for them to track down who they stole it from. But the implication is they have to return the money. Because if they don't have to return the money, then why is tshuva so hard? I think tshuva is super easy if you don't have to return the money. So the Gemara says, Amri Machzirin, same answer. Ve'in Mekalman. Answer is, when it says they return the money, they don't actually return the money. They try, and then you're not supposed to accept it. The Gemara says, Elam Machzirin, let's say Kosha. The Gemara says, wait a minute. If you're telling me that they stole the money and they don't have to return the money, then why tshuva kasha? I think tshuva is super easy then. Void another kasha. Ema sefer. Let's keep going. Is she'en makirin. The b'risa then says, if they don't recognize who they stole from, yasib and sarachitzibur. Donate it to the klal. So that implies that you return it. So the Gemara says, Amram chizda, and what does it mean donate to the klal? Boyrish shichin amayrish. Give it to, make wells out of it, you know, take the money and make it into wells, whatever. So how could you say, this price definitely implies you return the money. So the Gemara says, This is very simple. This b'risa was written before the takana was instituted, when you actually had to return the item. If you had to return the item, it was true, kasha, whatever. The Gemara says, I have, a, I have one last answer. The Gemara says, it could be this entire thing is very simple. This entire process of the Takana that you don't have to return theft, said Rav, Chiz, Rav Nachman, is only referring to cash. If it's an item, you have to return it. Cash, you don't have to. But an item, if you stole someone's cell phone, return the cell phone. So therefore, you can answer that very simply. All these prices that imply returning it are talking about items. So when it says Truman Kasha, that's talking about you stole items, not a Ponzi scheme. You stole, mu- you stole items, you stole cell phones. So if you stole cell phones, not cell phones, whatever, you stole, uh, you stole uh, belts from people. I don't know how you went into the mikvah and how you just stole everyone's pants. That's very hard to return because you got to return it, but you don't know whose pants you stole. Like let's say someone in a crazy situation. Like someone's, someone's in a restaurant and, and they're, 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 they're on a date and they leave, stupidly, they leave their cell phone and their keys in their coat pocket. And then someone comes in 
some guy and just grabs all the coats. Lo yitzur, lo yaleinu. Such a thing were to happen, and then that's a very that's a hard thing to return. Except for that guy because he's got a wallet in his pocket. Why is he leaving wallet on a date? Hey, he's not really thinking too much. Anyways, the Gemara says maybe maybe were to happen to my father. Now let's just end with this. Um, Wait a minute, but didn't she say in the Iker Takana, remember what was the Iker Takana? There was a guy who was a thief, and he said, I want to do tshuva, and she said, if you have to do tshuva, you won't even have a belt. I thought you have to return the items. If he stole the belt, he should have to return the belt. The answer is demay avnet. It means, she, she, it doesn't mean the belt, it means he bought the belt, it means money, it means the value of the belt. She's saying that if you have to return the cash... We won't even be able to buy a belt. It's not the actual belt. He never stole items. He stole cash. I will stop you.